What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a Make It a Classic for Memphis Bleak 534, released May 17th, 2005. Yeah. And is this his fourth or fifth studio album? I think it's his fourth. Is it his fourth? Yep. I know he's got Coming of Age. He's got the one in 2000. I forget what that's called. Uh, he had the understanding. The understanding, and he had he made. Had made. And made. Then it's That's the one you bought, right? Made. I did buy. I did okay. buy made. Yeah. yeah, I was actually yeah, listening yeah. to that a little bit this week too. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So we're doing this, making a classic for Memphis Bleak, and we're trying to yeah. do the video for this as well. Right. So for anybody who is on our Facebook Live, um, or our YouTube channel, right. we uh are going to have this kind of broadcasting live, and it, it should live there. Uh, please bear with us because this is our yeah. first time trying to make this happen. So, um, and shout out to to our boy Panama who you know hooked us up with this kind of dope little right, video right, right. situation. So we're trying it out. We don't really know if <laughs> we don't really know how it is, but we're gonna we're gonna try to make it happen. So this is an interesting album for us to do because I I don't think it's one of his more notable albums, right? Um, and you know I like you mentioned I did buy made. Mm-hmm. Um, the one mm-hmm. that came out before this because I had a few singles on it that I really liked, so I decided to buy it. Yeah. Um, but this one just kind of like slipped, like slipped under the radar for me. Really? Um, I completely forgot about this album. Okay. So when I when I was like the only thing that I remember about this album really is Dear Summer. I was like, oh yeah, like Dear Summer is right. on an album that's on that's on a bleak album, and yeah. I don't remember anything else. Yeah. So I was going through and I was like, oh, that's right. Like that was a single. I remember dancing to that. Right. I forgot. Right. I did not associate it to this album. Funny. And so uh, you know, I you had talked before. Like I feel like Bleak is an artist that it gets mentioned on this podcast quite a lot. For actually. real, for sure. Probably because we've done several Jay Z albums. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I don't want to say that like he's someone that we that we clown or that we joke. He's def- uh, he's definitely somebody that um, I know you've expressed your frustrations with. Right. From from a positive place because uh-huh. you like Bleak. Yes. And I think that I've just kind of been like dismissive of Bleak at yes, times. Absolutely. Um. And so I think that this was an interesting choice, but you always assured me, it's like, no, like it's actually like a solid project. We should do an episode on this. Right. And so I decided to listen to it. I was like, you're totally right. I get it. Like yeah, this, yeah. this definitely has Make It A Classic written all over it. Yo, I appreciate you saying that. And yeah. I think, you know, the reason, well, I, I picked this particular album for two reasons. But the first is, there's kind of this running joke that I hear where it's like, um, uh, whenever people say, what's your favorite Memphis Bleak song? I always hear, Dear Summer. And then people laugh, right? Like yeah. it's it's like a, it's a running joke that like Memphis Bleak's best song and is is Dear Summer, and that you know his best album is this album because Dear Summer's on it, right? Um, and you know I have always been like this one guy that just defends Bleak. I yeah. think that Bleak's yeah, voice is. I think that Bleak has an amazing rap voice, um, and I think that Bleak has a lot of potential. And mm-hmm. so the reason I'm hard on Bleak personally. Is because sometimes it feels like wasted potential. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, and so, but this project, as you said, like there are the seeds of something that could have been yeah, a great are. album. Absolutely. And absolutely, and yeah. I, and so I felt like it illustrated well, kind of some of those things. Um, and then my second reason is just because my "Where Were You" is the most um, robust. Like this was okay. a time for me where like I was just so heavily entrenched in music and this music. Okay. That um, what, what do you mean this music? Um, this music as in like, uh, I don't know, like, it, you know, Just Blaze is producing all yeah. over it. I'm DJing with Ryan. Ryan mm. is Just Blaze's cousin. Um, true, you yeah. know, Rockefeller is running the game. Um, Dipset's here. They they don't really fuck with state properties over here. Uh, Dame Dash is, 
is not is beefing with Jay Z, yeah. and I mean, it's just what's Kanye gonna do? What's Kanye gonna yeah. do? Where is he gonna live? Like, there's just yeah. so many different things going on um, with with hip hop and this particular like part of hip hop. Yeah, that um, man, it's just I, I just really really remember okay. where I was. Got you. Yeah. So the where were you for me? Where mm -hmm. I was? This is my. I guess it's my fifth year. No, my excuse me, my fourth year in mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm about to get on academic suspension because <laughs> my grades are shit, uh -huh. um, and my grades are shit because I'm spending the majority of my time making beats. Making beats, yep. Making beats, and so in making beats, I'm listening to I'm listening to music to sample, and I'm also right. finding that I enjoy that music more than a lot of the contemporary stuff. Right. Right. So like contemporary things that I'm listening to, you know, I'm probably still listening to Outkast, you know. That's probably about it, in terms of well, I mean, because when did when did the uh, Love Below speaker box was that two thousand four? Was that two thousand three? When was that? That was probably four, right? Or was it three? It might have been three. Yeah, it, it, that sounds right. Um, you know, and I'm actually I'm yeah. I'm still listening to you know Jay Z Black album. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I still have respect for him. I I don't care about the College Dropout project. Okay. I don't care about B, and and, and I forget when when some of these things are, are 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 coming out. Yeah. Um. Maybe I like Ghostface a little bit, but generally speaking, like the Roots album was kind of disappointing for me. Most okay. of Project was kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like tuned out at this point. Um. Just you know, listening to Nina Simone, listening to Miles Davis, listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know, like okay. trying to like sample rock and just do just do whatever. That's kind of where mine's my head is at okay. my only two reference points to this album were uh the ones that i mentioned so dear summer right because it's like oh jay-z has a hot track with a just plays <laughs> beat from irvin weldon this like right, crazy right. morning sunrise right, right that's right. the first time i heard money uh, morning sunrise right and then oh um uh, i'm still going out to parties and y'all are playing like yes, that at are. the party yeah right yep. so that's those those are my only associations with this project aside from that i completely forgot that that, that Bleak had done this. Okay. So yeah, that's that's yeah. that's my where were you? Word up. My where were you is like super long. Um and I'll try to I'll try to make it more succinct. But um this time frame is a time frame that I remember very fondly. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things going on for me. So this is the summer between my third and fourth year. That sounds right. Right. So um so my third year, you know, I had started to do like all these things music wise, you know, mm -hmm. I'm disaster, I'm rapping, I'm scheduling all these shows for right. me and my group, e, me, E and J, the cartel, mm -hmm. we're rapping in all these places and stuff like that. So rap is very important to me. I'm also DJing. I picked up a side gig DJing on the radio. Um, so oh, I, was, I, was, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I had a radio show with Kiss FM. I um, was promoting parties and throwing parties. Right. Uh, that previous year I had thrown the, um, the Young Guns album release party. Did, for the for the better love. love, and that was that was kind of the crown jewel in my short lived, uh, you know, throwing parties yeah. piece of of you know being a DJ. So yeah. I, I was you know super excited about that, um, and really into that, and and had parlayed that into um, an internship. Okay. So over that summer, I was going to get in this internship with Interscope and, and and Aftermath, which I would go on to do writing in California. So. Right. I'm super entrenched in all this music shit. I'm also, you know, it, I'm in engineering school. I'm getting ready to go into my fourth year, write my thesis and, you know, kind of time out on that. Yeah, so so there's a million things going on for yeah. me in life when 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 this comes around. And so, um, you know, I remember I was supposed to go to California for this internship. And so they had kind of, because it was an unpaid internship, I could defer it. Okay. So I deferred it for a month 
to be able to go and visit my family who was living in Senegal at the time. They had okay. moved from Brussels to Senegal. So, um, and so I routed my flight. I met this girl uh, in uh, on spring break. Okay. And she was doing a summer internship in Europe. And so I basically agreed with her that I was going to show her around Paris. So I routed my trip so that I went to Senegal. I spent like a week with my family. And then I routed my trip so that I was going to Paris on the way back. Okay. I'm in Senegal. This is long. I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm in Senegal. I'm, uh, and I get a phone call from my boy, Cream, who, uh, you know, we recently did a video together. He was my producer in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Cream is living in London at the time. Um, his, his pops is a diplomat, you know. So he's living in London. And he's like, look. You got you, you you got the global phone. What you doing? Getting these phone calls from when you were in Senegal? What's 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 that about? Oh no, man! I actually funny that you say that. I think it was a Skype call. Was I think a, this is back when you could use you could okay. use Skype on the computer and you put your headphones on and you like listen. Okay. I don't even think it was a global phone. I think he called me on Skype. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So he calls me and he's like, "Yo, look, there's this guy, um, you know that I this kid that I I think he was school with them or he knew him." And he's like, you know, he's 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 hella loaded, and his dad is invested in this in this um, record label. Mm. And he's like, um, this kid's having a birthday party at this club, this big club called Aura. And um, he, uh, you know, he's he invited me to his party, and he's like, and um, some of the people from the label are going to be there. Okay. He's like, so um, if you can get to London and come to this party, I think I can get you like some time to perform, like, mm. like get on the mic. He's like, and then the label people will see you, and we could get a record deal. Okay. So I'm like, yo, it's crazy that you say that I'm actually getting ready to go up to Paris, uh, you know, to visit this chick or whatever. And he's like, do you think you can route your trip so that, you know, you can come through London and rock this show and, right. then, you know, dip? So so we do that. Okay. Um, you know, I go, I kick it for a few days with Shorty in, in Paris. And then he, shout out to Cream, it's my man. He 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 buys me this this flight, uh, you know, from, from Paris to London. So I go to London and then kind of come back to Paris on my way back to the States. Yeah. So say all that to to kind of set up that I land in London on this day that I'm supposed to be doing this show. Mm. And when I land, um, I re- I'll never forget, Cream has a driver at this point in time, right? So, <laughs> all right. so, so the driver comes and fix, fix me up from the airport with, with Cream in the car. And, and, we, and I land and Cream's telling me, he's super excited and he's telling me about how there's this brand new donut retailer in London. Uh, from America called Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and he's like, there's this thing called Krispy Kreme. Everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, you never had Krispy Kreme? I he's like, not. nah. I guess so. I'm like, so I'm like, he's like, he's like, it's over by Harrods. So I'm like, all right, yo. So we tell the driver, driver takes us, we go, we go get Krispy Kreme. So we pull up and the and the the hot now signs on. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, like it's it's flashy. And ones. I'm and I'm hot. I'm yeah. hot. I'm hype. And he's like, he's like, yo, why are you, why are you so hype? And I'm like, Yo, the, when it's when it's that yeah. means that like the, the, they're just coming they're out just of the oven. Out of I'm like, I'm trying mouth, to explain yo. it to him. He's like, he has no idea. So driver goes in, gets a dozen of these things, and we're sitting in the back of the car eating these these donuts. Back when you can eat <laughs> a dozen donuts and not I feel know, guilty right? about it. Exactly right. We probably we must have ate at least six of them. Just sitting there. <laughs> so um, and uh, so he's telling me about you know the show and everything, and he's like, let's make a couple stops. Um, you know, pick up a couple things to get you ready for the show. And then yeah. we're going to go, we're going to go get ready and we're going to go to this club. All right. So we stop at Tower Records. Yeah. And here's where the, the Memphis Bleak part of the story comes in. So we walk into Tower Records and there's this big display in the rap section. And it says the Carter administration. Okay. And it had Memphis Bleak's album, which had just come out the, the previous week, and the Young Guns album. Mm. The two albums had come out like a week apart from each other. Okay. And um, so they were, they were, 
quickly displayed. We were like, we were excited because we were like, yo, like Jay-Z's an executive now. Yeah. So we bought both of those albums and we took them back to the car. And we, with our whole ride is us talking about like, wow, like Jay-Z's like really transitioned to being like a label head. Yeah. And, you know, we're excited to listen to these two albums. So that's kind of my where were you is like, I'm hearing these albums and I'm excited about like, what it means for Jay-Z to be an executive producer mm. and like the opportunity that he's giving to these artists. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, what's the critical reception of this album, I guess? Yeah. You got you kind of teased it a little bit at the the, the top of the episode. We talked right. about people would say, oh, you know, this is his best album because of Dear Summer. Right. Right. Uh, this is his best song and he's not even on it. Right. And you know, you look at the Wikipedia, there's hardly yeah. any reviews on here, but yeah. the ones that are just like average, very middling reviews. Yeah. I mean like like and by middling I don't mean average and it's like a B average. I mean average like C, like yeah. like 5 out of 10, you know, 4.3 out of 10 for Pitchfork. <sighs> like people are not saying positive or favorable things about this album. They Rap reviews gave it 7.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Rolling Stone gave it a 3 out of 5. Yeah. And that's not bad. That's I mean, about as, as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I think, you know, in some ways, those two might have actually been being nice about yeah. this album. Well, so. what did your peers have to say about it? Because obviously, given yeah. where I was, I was not going to discuss this album with my peers and I didn't even really care to. Yeah. So what did your friends have to say about it? Um. So like I said, the first person I heard this album with, with was Cream. And mm. Cream is very, he's a very positive, very bright guy. So, uh, you know, very rarely do you hear Cream say something is ass or it sucks or it's trash. Like, and and so, you know, Cream was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I like it. It's nice. Um, mm-hmm. so he he didn't really have anything to say about it. Um, and then the other folks that I talked to when I got back to the States, you know, it was, eh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the, the people that actually heard the album. Um, I know when Like That came out um as a single, yeah. DJs, myself included, we spun it. That right. was cool. Um, and then everybody talked about Dear Summer, you know? Gotcha. How about well, you? Uh, like I said, the only thing I really know about this album uh, at the time was, it's like, oh, like, yeah, that Dear Summer song is on Memphis Memphis Bleak's album. I was like, well, he's not on the song. I was like, nah. Right. I was like, well, what about the rest of the albums? Like, you just need that one song. Right. That was it. That's the only right. critical reception I've ever had. Right. So, yeah, which I, th- I think is actually rather unfair. And I think yeah. we're going to unpack that a lot in this episode because, yeah, I, I feel like, Bleak deserves better with this project because there's a lot of yeah. good things here. Okay. So we should we should kind of try to transition into I guess the overarching highlights. Right? Yeah. Um, and let's start with yours because I want to know like what is it about this album that made you say hey like we should go back and like wh- what made you think about this project to do? Yeah. Obviously, this is something that you you sat with you sat with more than a few times. Right. Um, so something about this album has stuck with you. So let's start with your over- overarching highlights and, and kind of try to touch on those points if you can. Yeah, let's do it. So first overarching highlight, I put LOL, uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, Jay is on this album and he is great on this album. Yeah. So that, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, production. Okay. I think Just Blaze does some really great things here. Um, yeah. And and I think, you know, I don't I don't know if he's executive producer or whatever. I, I hope he's not. Yeah. But, you know, like like his contributions were really good mm-hmm. and they were in the vein of like what we wanted to hear at this time. Yeah. Uh, Bink, 
you know, okay. is on here. Ninth Wonder is on here. Two, yeah. two beats, great, good beats. You know I'm not a big Swiss Beats fan. Right. But Swiss Beats delivers here. I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I've got most of the features. Okay. I think pretty much all the features except for Live and Proof actually in Young Guns. I, I, I didn't love right. those two. Uh, but everybody else on here to me was great. Yeah. Um, and then Length. I yeah, think that like short. the project, like it's it's fairly succinct. It's it, you know, minutes. it's it's round. It's yeah. just boom. It's 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 perfect. So those are my highlights. What you got? So the only other highlight that I have that um, that you didn't notice. Well, I would say it's not so much about the production. It's like the balance of the production. Okay. Um. So I was listening to Made mm-hmm. a little bit as mm-hmm. well, and like that album starts kind of strong. Right. Right. I was like, wow, like there were some really good beats on here. And then you listen to the rest of the album. First of all, that album is 75 minutes long, right. which is 30 minutes longer than it needs to be. <laughs> and then some of the beats on there as well, I was like, wow, like some of the shit is all over the place. Right. And it's just like, I understand, like you're just trying to throw like as many hot sounding songs as you can, but like these are all songs that are going to sound dated. Right, right. That you should have known were going to sound dated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even like, even like like that, for example, yeah. on this is a song that actually should sound dated and it doesn't. Right. Which is a credit to Swiss Beats. Yeah. Right. But that is a song that was like, that was kind of like a that was like a formula song. Yeah, yeah. Like like right? Bring Them Out and like all yeah. the other records. That exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, and so so the balance of production on here is is very, very good. It's something that um I wasn't expecting from a Memphis League project. Right. Now there's some songs on here that I don't like that we're absolutely gonna get rid of because I'm like, okay, we, we just don't need this. Right. But um yeah, the balance of the production is good. The other thing too, I have to say, is that Memphis Bleak as a vocal performer mm-hmm. is stellar on this. Well, I won't say stellar. My favorite Bleak is Rock La Familia Dynasty Bleak. Okay. Like I think he's amazing on that project, right? Yeah. But again, I was listening to like I was listening to this album and I was like, wow, like Bleak is not boring me. Yeah. Right. And like yeah. for, for, forget the lyrics. Like he's just not. He's in, for whatever reason I'm engaged with Bleak on this project. I can't tell what it is because right. then I, when I went back to go listen to to Made, I'm like Bleak is boring the fuck out of me mm-hmm. on this project. Yep. Even even with the songs that I like, like Round Here, mm-hmm. right? Like the production on that song is amazing. Bleak is not good on that song. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of other songs on there, like even like Everything's a Go. It's like okay, cool. Like the first after the first verse, like I'm I'm tired of Bleak on it. But right, like, right. Everything's a go. Like it, it's cool. Like there's some you know. It's just he's just not engaging. On that project, but right. on this one, he is, and I think that that to me is the biz- biggest indicator that like no, like this had the ability to be your best album. Like this mm-hmm. had the this had to this had the, the the potential to be like your standout project. Yeah, um, that this and actually made. Yeah, to be honest, when I when I do my make it a classic for this, I'm actually going to touch on made a little bit as well. Okay, because I think that there were chances on that uh, album as well. So the, I think so, I think there were chances on the understanding too. I haven't listened to the. I literally think his only in that run. Yeah. His only album that was ass was the first one, and it was coming ass. Of age? Coming of age is actually absolute okay. ass. All right. But the other two, yeah, there was okay. there was great potential on on those two. Got you, got you. Yeah. Um. So those. Uh, that's my overarching highlight, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um. Overarching lowlights. What you got? Man. So, <laughs> my biggest overarching lowlight is Memphis Bleak. Interesting. Um, okay. I I think that you know he has a really great voice. Yeah. Um, and I think he's he's a fairly serviceable MC talent. Yeah. Um, but I think he gets in his own way. Um, with like his bars, like I think mm. he has like multiple kind of groaner bars per track, where it's like you're mm. listening to a song and you're like, okay, Bleak's kind of cool, and then he's he'll say something and you'll be like, come on, 
That's probably like, that's for real. And um, you know, I just don't think that he's a good enough rapper to rap about rapping. Like, you yeah. know, when you when you hear Black Thought rapping about rapping, right? Good. Like, like he's he's such a stellar talent yeah. that it's just like you're like, okay, this isn't about shit, but like this is impressive as fuck. Yeah, he had some shit that came out the other day. He's like, my God, he's so fucking Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like there's some guys that can kind of rap about rapping and and it be okay. Yeah. But that but he's not one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think like he needs to focus more, in my opinion, on telling his actual story. I agree. And I think when he does tell his actual story, I'm able to connect. But when he's just kind of rapping about rapping or posturing about how tough he is or whatever, I, it doesn't really connect with me. Gotcha. Um, and then my last one is uh, executive production. Mm. I think that they could have done a better job of giving this more direction. I agree. And and so I don't know who was the executive producer. That's why I just said executive production. Yeah. I mean, my main overarching low light is the marketing push. Okay. Um, and... Jay-Z to an extent as well. I just yeah. don't like I just don't like what happened here with Dear Summer. Yeah. Um you want to talk just, about that? Well, we could talk about it when we get to the ah, fuck it. Let's talk about it now. So yeah. all right. So I I read in little snippets mm-hmm. that like, oh, um Memphis Bleak liked the way that the song song was. So he just like left it and didn't right. hop on it. And that like there's a song on one of Jay-Z's albums where it's just Memphis Bleak spitting. That's true. And uh, so volume two. Yeah. The, and so like, oh, this is like, this is like payback. It's like not payback, but like, oh, now Jay's gonna do it on this album. And and I just think that that's so like lopsided, right? So so what I heard, right, and I've heard Memphis Bleak uh, say this in multiple go ahead. oh, in yeah. multiple different interviews. Yeah. Was that he had no idea that Jay Z was on this? Yeah. And so essentially, what happened was he mailed in his album, and it mm. was everything but interlude in Dear Summer. Yeah. And then they, it was gonna go to press, and Jay Z tacked on That's those so two songs. Up. But then when he heard it, he said at first he was kind of like taken aback, like, "Yeah, why the fuck did you alter my album?" Right. But then he said he didn't trip because he felt like it was payback. For him coming on volume two okay. and being by himself. Interesting. But okay. yeah, like he had no idea and was blindsided by Jay coming on his album. I just think that I just think it's a really fucked up thing to do. <laughs> like, all right. One of the things that Jay-Z does very well is make himself feel like a, a martyr <laughs> okay. on, on tracks. Okay. And like you listen to the the lyrics, and apparently like he had this he had this verse out for like like a year, and they Did decided he? yeah, and this they decided to put it, it it went to another beat or whatever. It was on oh. like some like Hot ninety seven thing, I think something oh, like that. Okay, I didn't know that. It was on it was on something. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily belong to this beat. Okay. Right. But they 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 throw it on here, and I think like th- the funny thing about Jay Z is that like he he talks a lot about like addiction. Yeah. Right. And like he talks about it from. The fiends addicted to to drugs and whatnot, but he's also like, even on uh, on American Gangster, he talks about like he's getting high off the life as well, right, 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 right. But he's very much just like a like he needs the summer, yeah. Like he's talking about oh the summer you're gonna miss me. He's like nah, you're gonna miss the summer, yeah, for sure. You know what for I mean? Sure. And to to do this, it's like this whole like Jehovah like creating this like God complex for yourself. It's yeah. like my understanding of Jay Z was that like okay. He was always going to come out with three albums and then and then disappear. Right, right, right. But like, I guess the other people in his team, like they weren't picking up the slack, so he had to, to come through and, right. and and produce the the, the products, right? Deliver the product so that you know Rockefeller Records could could have something to sell. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of like, well, why didn't you just like push the production, or why didn't you just like put a, a bigger budget into Memphis Bleak, 
Memphis Bleak's project? Why didn't yeah. you put a, a bigger budget into Beanie Siegel's project? Right? Yeah. Like, why are you why are you hijacking your 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 label? Like, why are you hijacking your artist's your project yeah. to do this really really big song and that no yeah. one else is going to care about the rest? Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, I, I so. I have I feel two ways. Uh-huh. The first way I definitely felt exactly the same way you did. Yeah. And when this came out, I was like, "This guy's a dick." Yeah. Like he really kind of dicked his bands. And then when I saw the the whole you know interviews with Bleak and Bleak is saying like, "I had no idea this was going to be on my project." Yeah. I'm like, "That's even more fucked yeah. up." Yeah. But um, but now I guess I also look at it from the perspective of of Jay Z being a businessman. Yeah. And like, and I look at it from the perspective of he's plastered the Carter administration all over this, right? So he's trying to step into a new business of being an executive. Yeah. And so to some degree, it's almost like this whole idea of like appealing to your shareholders, right? Yeah. You're trying to tell people that you're going to take Def Jam in a new, in a new direction and you're going to save it. Yeah. And so this is like a way to show the shareholders like, it's okay, guys. Like, I'm here. I've got it. Like, yeah. there's an adult in the room. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of another way to look at it that paints Jay as less of an egomaniac and more of a calculated person that says, this is something that I can do to make this more successful. You could have done that on... Like, that would that would make way more sense for you to do that on the Young Guns Project than on this one. But right? he's on the Young Guns Project, too. But he doesn't do this on the Young Guns Project. He doesn't yeah. do Dear Summer on the Young Guns Project. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? But the, the Young Guns aren't his mans, right? Like, Siegel should do Dear Summer on, on the Young Guns. But Memphis Bleak is Jay-Z's protege. You know what I mean? I, I suppose that's fair. But it yeah. does like a personal relationship. If you're talking about business, right? Because that was your argument. Like, from a this from a business decision, yeah, yeah. this made sense. Yeah. So, the Young Guns need more push than Bleak, right? No. They don't? Because the Young Guns, the previous, I told you I threw the Better Love party with, with, with Def Jam. Oh, yeah, that's Th- true. That record had two huge singles on yeah, it. It had Can't right. Stop, Won't Stop. And then it had the Better Love single. Those both might be platinum. I know I know that Can't okay. Stop, Won't Stop was, yeah, was platinum. Right. He has no platinum singles. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that that's, that's a problem. They, they should have tried to do something about that, is yeah. all I can say. Like, yeah. like if anything... If anything, take this verse out because he, even though it's a good verse, I don't think it really fits on this album. Yeah. So just contribute another verse and have Memphis Bleak on here and boom, you have like another smash. Right. And now people actually care about Memphis Bleak as well. Right. Like you could have done that, but you you decided not to do that. Yeah. No. So, I, don't, I don't entirely disagree. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. But I just kind of look at it in both ways, right? Yeah. Like I think… I think both can be right. Like, I think Jay can be an egomaniac. Yeah. And Jay can also have, like, some sort of a, a, mo- a motivation, you know, yeah. that, that's beyond his own ego to 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 do something like this. I, but I look at all the, the pieces in the puzzle. Like, I look at everything. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, it's just more ego. Shit yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's do some uh, track for track highlights. And then we'll get to the low lights and the, the make it a classic, right? Why don't we just, why don't we just go straight through track for track? Because it's, I mean, it's not that many tracks. All right. So, 534. Uh, this is the, the intro highlight, low light, mail light for me. Mail light, uh, okay. beat, beat is dope. Yeah, uh, you know, shout out to Just Blaze, uh, very Just Blaze type of production here. But yeah. Bleak is just so middling. The scratches are so middling. I don't, I don't care. I I like it as an intro. Okay. Um, I think it's cool. I I do like Just Blaze yeah. on this beat. Um, like I said, like I I don't know. I just found like Bleak engaging on okay. this pretty much on the on the whole project. So yeah. I don't really have an issue like. 
me, my make it a classic for this isn't that, with the exception of one song, is not that like Bleak needs better bars because okay. I'm not going to Bleak for bars. I'm going to Bleak for personality, okay. right? Like, and to be honest, I think that the, the thing about Bleak, like low key, low, very, very low key, I think he actually <laughs> like kind of created a template for like a lot of the rappers that are in this time frame of this ilk. Okay, right? say so, more, say more. So for example, like I think that while it's very easy for us to credit like Cameron or or 50 Cent, whatever, for kind of creating this like, this like, this like, um, these, I guess, conglomerate groups okay. where they're all like, you know, New York from the streets, this, that, and the other. But like, I feel like their energy, like on the mic, a lot of them, I feel like Bleak kind of, kind of did this before them, kind of okay. predates that. Like, okay. even if you take like someone like the Locks, the locks on Bad Boy is very different, in my opinion, than, than D Block yeah. locks. Yeah. And I think that Memphis Bleak, I mean, when did this album come out? 97? 98? When did this when did this coming of age come out? 98. I just feel like that that template, like that, that kind of bleak energy, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I hear that in a lot of other rappers around this time in 2005. Okay. Um, I think it was 99. Um, and I feel what you're saying. I yeah. think um and this is gonna sound like I'm I'm clowning folks and I'm not, but like Bleak always came off to me like he was actually cool in real life. Yeah. And I think like a lot of rappers, they create personas on the mic. Yeah. And they're great personas. They're larger than life personas. I don't mean to call out Ja Rule, but Ja Rule t- typically tends to be my example. Yeah. But like I feel like a lot of a lot of rappers are like these little guys with Napoleon complexes that yeah. like aren't really cool in real life. Mm-hmm. And they create these big microphone personas that become what we love on on wax. And I feel like some of the folks that, you know, I said the same about DeVoe when we talked about uh, yeah, BBD, the, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's people who like are cool in real life. And so their personas are a little more understated because they don't have to like magnify themselves to to like actually be cool, right? That makes sense. And like, I feel like Bleak, like what you're talking about, which I'll, I'll just call it swag, but like yeah. his his persona and his way of carrying himself, I think is what you're talking about. It's yeah. that like, that New York, like, yeah, you know, like it's understated, but it's it's cool. It's, you know, but, I mean, the, the other thing too, like let's contra- contrast him to even like Jay-Z. Like yeah. Jay-Z is an MC who has very much evolved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy who's very much like, okay, how do I need to situate myself? How do I need to project myself right, right. to come across as, as this thing? And I feel like with Bleak, he just kind of always, it was, always is. You're right. You it's know? almost the opposite, right? It's like, yeah. like you said, like Jay, like Jay looked at like what he had, what he was. Yeah. And then he he took bits and pieces of things that other people were doing well right. and he made what worked. Yeah. Whereas Bleak kind of already had it and then never grew from that. Like right. he just... He just sits in like, well, I'm just, this is it. Yeah, I mean, like, and if we're going to talk about someone like like Cam, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Killer Cam, when he was coming up, is very different from like the Dipset Cam, right. in my opinion. Right. Um, and so, and, and I'm not saying these these artists can't grow. Like, I love yeah, it when an artist yeah. grows. But I'm just talking about like, just whatever energy, and you're talking about swagger that he projects. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like because he has that, yeah. I don't necessarily need to go to his album for bars. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like. Because I feel like there's a lot of other people, a lot of other artists who are kind of like making these kind of like formulaic records, if right, you will. Right, and I right. think that this falls into line with that. You know, we talk about G Unit. Uh, I mean, look, Dipset had Heatmaker, so that's a different thing. But right. nevertheless, like the 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 energy that they have, they're all kind of similar, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so because of that, I'm like, I don't. I'd rather just get his energy 
Like, because for me, very few of them are going to have bars anyway. Right. So I don't necessarily need him to have bars. So because of that, you know, for on the song like 534, like, it's cool. Like, just give me the beat. You know, it's, it's only two minutes and 42 seconds. It's an intro to the album. Like, I can get the rest of, like, the meat later. This yeah. is just, like, a me bringing me into the project. So this is actually a highlight for me. Okay. Yeah. Dope. So, uh, Interlude and Dear Summer. I mean... Great. Um, love Interlude. Uh, such a great, a great choice. Sample choice. It... Yeah, so... This is obviously a highlight, but it's also very much a low light for every yeah, reason that I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about that. Um, yeah. But but I mean, you know, just in talking about these as songs, yeah. uh, Interlude is a, is, a, is a perfect pick yeah. from, from Just Blaze. It is. Um, and then, you know, Dear Summer, fucking bars, bro. Like, like Jay, Jay did his thing. I think my thing, my, my problem with Dear Summer, the bars, it's not that they're not good it's just that they don't belong on an album it's like it's a freestyle it's like it's like it belongs on where like when jay-z's but just like on hot hold on, hold on hold on hold on yeah you're again talking about everything else but the song i'm yeah. saying this is a good song it is a good song it <laughs> the is a bars good song. are good bars yeah now should they be there that's yeah. a totally different conversation and we've had it already yeah <laughs> i will because but the other thing too is that i'm also talking about the song within the context of the album yeah. right and so it's like it's very easy for me to like like there are songs that in the past when we've done these things where I'm like, yo, I like this song. I actually don't want it on the album. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, okay, fine. Like, is the song itself a highlight? Yes. Yeah. But it's just like, when I actually think about like the rest of this project, it's so jarring. It mm -hmm. doesn't belong on here. It okay. sounds so out of place. Okay. Um, not necessarily the beat. Not production wise at not all. The, the beat is fine. Yeah. Right? But even like, even like Jay-Z's lyrics, they don't need to be on this beat. They can be on anything. Mm. You know what I mean? You okay. could have saved this beat for like a really heartfelt bleak song because there's other songs on here where he's got some substance you could have you, you could have had something Maybe. else on here and that that's kind of what i would have done okay so but nevertheless like it's a highlight yeah. it's also like um, it also annoys me it's low light it's it's weird yeah it's weird so all right um so for me this is a run yeah. um from interlude all the way through first last and only is a run so interesting so the next record is is a highlight for yeah. me as well i mean you know i you know Memphis Bleak doesn't do much here. Yeah. But um, I remember spinning this. I remember, yeah. you know, as a DJ, we, you know, this really worked in a run of other singles, like you said, Bring Them Out and all these other records that all sounded exactly the same that Swiss Beats yeah. was putting out. Um, and it works. And, yeah. and and Bleak carries it enough, you know? Um, and so, like, I, I, it's cool for me. Uh, it's a highlight for me as well, because I think that when the song first came on, I expected to be like, oh, I remember that. Blah. But then I'm like, I kind of like this song still, yeah. you know, and in in this run of listens, I never skipped it and yeah. I enjoyed it. And then when, when Swiss slows down the beat, show love, whatever oh, he's saying, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of like what you're doing here. It's cool. Yeah. And there's some changes I'll make to it. Um, but I I like this song. Yeah, it's a good party record. Yeah. Uh, so in, infatuated. This is a this is a highlight for you. It is actually. Okay. Um, and it's funny. Like I feel like this is where people started to hate on on Bleak. Bleak gets tiring, yeah. but I, I like I actually like this beat, um, and you know I I I thought Boxy sounded fine on it. Okay, yeah. um, it's not a highlight for me, but I am keeping it on okay. the record. Okay, so uh, this next one, the one, this the is also one. a highlight for you. This is a highlight for me, and so so you know from my where were you for this song, I'll never forget this. So this is 
you know, after all the stuff that I was talking about in London happens and, you know, I get on a plane and I go to L.A. to to do my internship yeah. uh, for, for Interscope. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I used to whenever I would come back to L.A., my first stop would be to hang with Ken Dog because Kenny, mm. he's been my, my best friend for since we were kids. So and Kenny was like was also the plug on music like he used to just keep hard drives and hard drives of music and like. And he's very organized, like mm. way more organized than I am. So he would have everything really organized. And he'd be like, yo, go on my laptop. I got some new, I got some new shit. And I would right. bring a, a hard drive and I would just download whatever albums that he told me to get. Right. So I had just come from London with, with you know, uh, listening to these two albums, mm -hmm. the Young Guns and the, and the Memphis Bleak with, with Cream. So two of the, those two albums were on his hard drive. So I downloaded them and I burned them so that I could listen to them in my car. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget hearing Rihanna for the first time on this song. This is her first appearance on a like a major label song. Jay-Z had just supposedly just discovered her. Uh -huh. uh, he saw like a video of her singing on the internet. Yeah. And like they went to like Barbados and found her and brought her to become a part of Rockefeller. Or so, uh, Def Jam. Uh, okay, go. When was her the first single where she's like singing on the beach and, and like a... Uh, Ponder Replay. That was that the next year. So that's... This is her her first appearance on a okay. on a on a record, gotcha. so um so I remember that because I remember hearing her, and and at the beginning Memphis Bleak goes uh, Rihanna from, straight from Barbados right, and uh, and I'll never forget at the time you know I don't think we were still together but you know me and Angel were still friends and and the same way y'all hear me be a a snob about rappers on this podcast. Uh, Angel, who was my girl in college, was a singer. We used to do music together. And she was just as snobby about singing as uh -huh. I was about rapping. So right. we would talk to each other about music. And so when I heard this girl, there was something about her that to me said star. I don't know what okay. it was, but I heard it. And I, and I, I knew that she wasn't singing well, but yeah. there was something about the way she was projecting in terms of her, her energy that I yeah. thought it was great. So I remember calling Angel and I'm like, yo, th there's this girl, she's gonna be a star. She's got signed to Def Jam, like, like she's from Barbados, you gotta hear it. Right. So Angel's like, okay, let me hear it. So I'm, I'm putting like the phone up to the speaker, like, so I play it and she's like, uh, let me hear it again. Mm -hmm. So I play it again and she goes, yeah, she sounds bad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, it's not about her voice. Like, it's like if something about her, she's going to be a star. Gotcha. And she was like, I don't know if you think so. But she's like, I mean, to be honest, like, I just don't think she sounds very good. And I'll never forget having that conversation because I, the first time I heard her, I said, this girl is going to be a star. And I remember when Ponder okay. Replay came out and it didn't really land all the way. Right. Um, Because if you remember the, at the time, Jay and them had signed her and Tierra Marie at the same time. Yeah. And they put their singles out next to each other. So it was Ponder Replay and it was Make Her Feel Good. Okay. And the Make Her Feel Good record was a huge right, hit. Right. And Ponder Replay was just kind of eh. Mm. And, and so, uh, yeah, man, I just, I remember that this kind of being the launch point of Rihanna. So I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. But I think this beat is also great. Um, shout out to Bink. And, you know, song's cool. Uh, it's not a highlight for me. It's not a low light. Um, I think I don't like the placement. It sounds too similar to like Infatuated. I kind of agree so with for, that. So I wouldn't them put them back, back to back. back like it's kind of like, and to yeah. be honest, I don't think I need both records. Uh, for me, the way yeah. I'm envisioning this master classic 
uh, <laughs> I can't. It doesn't have space for both songs on the album for me. I don't disagree with that, and it's yeah. funny that you say that. I remember, you know, I, and you know this about me, but you know, I collect uh, the magazines like yeah. the XXL and yeah. and the Source. I had used to have all of them, and I remember reading a review about uh, this album and about Memphis Bleak, and the guy who wrote the review said something about how like. He's like, the only two themes on this album are girls and weed. And he comes off as a marijuana-addicted sex addict or some shit like I'm not that. sure that's true. It was like true. the dude like went all the way in. But I think, you know, to what you're saying, like the, them back-to-backing these yeah. two ladies' records was unnecessary. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now we have uh, First, Last, and Only. I love this. Gotcha. Uh, I love MOP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've told you that. I wanted to do one of their albums. I, I have always loved MOP. And so um, while I don't think that Bleak is amazing on here, mm-hmm. uh, I do love both the beat and their appearances as MOP. This is a highlight for me as well. Um, and I think that MOP's appearance on here is really good. Yeah. I'm not generally a fan of MOP, oh, okay. but they sound really good on this record. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's it's definitely a highlight for me. Um, I like the beat. I think there's a missed opportunity for it though. Okay, uh, we'll talk about it when we do the make it a classic. But uh, yeah, so um, but now we get into get low. Yeah, and this is where the the album starts to drag for me. Okay, um, starts to trail off. So get low to me is a melite. Um, I love Chad West, mm-hmm. and so but this beat just sounds really like straightforward and the rapping is just fine so uh it's not a low light um it's not a highlight either and i, th- I think the, the problem with this song is the same thing the same problem i have with infatuated and the one when you have a song like like that mm-hmm. you don't need get low mm-hmm. as well and li- living proof doesn't offer much um yeah. that being said <laughs> I might keep the song, but I would make a lot of adjustments to it because there's actually there's things about the beat that I do like. Okay. But the, actually, I would make it a completely different song, but I would keep elements of the beat that I like. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, so, oh, baby. Yeah. And like I said, this is where this stuff starts to drag. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't have any lowlights, track lowlights. But um, I'm not sure if is, I do either. This is a melight. Yeah. Um, this might be the most boring Bink beat that I've ever heard. You know, yeah. I love Bink. He's one of my favorite producers. Yeah. But like this beat is just, eh, and this and their appearances are just eh, to me. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, yeah. I w- what I will say though is that like if we're gonna call this like a filler track, it's better than the filler that's on his previous album. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. There's some songs on there that are just like bad, bad. I'm like, yo, this song is trash. <laughs> this song is this song is not trash. So it, it will help the album flow together. It's not bad, but it's not it's not great either. Yeah. Um. And when I make my master classic record, uh, we either we either need to remove the song or we need to improve the song. Okay. So yeah. But that gets into uh that gets into smoke the pain away. Yeah, so this is a highlight for me. This is my highlight of highlights. This yeah. is my favorite song on the record. Um, okay. This yeah. is this is my favorite Ninth Wonder beat on here. And yeah. one of my favorite Ninth Wonder beats ever. Yeah. Um, I really, really like um just like just how do you you know the, the sample, right? Uh I'm I need to go back and listen to it because I, I want I wanna to, say but. it the song is called Traces of Love, and mm-hmm. I wanna say it's either by Billy Preston or Billy Paul. I think it's Billy Paul. Billy, Billy Paul, Paul. Okay, yeah. Yo, this sample, like, I remember hearing this beat and being like, no, no. I, I have to hear the source material of this. Yeah. Like, this well, is I, just... I, I think I'll stay home today, but it's Billy Paul, though. Oh, okay, it's Billy yeah. Paul. Yo, this shit is fire. But mm-hmm. what he's saying is, 
Traces of love. Is that what it is? Yeah, but the, nice. the way it's chopped, yo, shout out to Ninth Wonder. This beat is amazing. Uh, this is my highlight of highlights, and it's not just the beat. Um, I think Bleak sounds really fun on here. Yeah, uh, in fact, this was the song that when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. This mm -hmm. is what Yink is talking about. I was like, yeah. Bleak can be this? I didn't know that Bleak could be this. Mm. And so I think that if there was more of this kind of Bleak on the record, okay. this would be would re be really, really good. I also mm -hmm. like the appearance of Denim. Yeah, I think that though she's not equalized, she's not mixed well. Yeah, but okay, if they if they if they tightened up the mix yeah, on her, yeah, like her little like kind of raspiness in the hook is yeah. fucking awesome. I agree, and you know Panama can attest to this, but like I I have a certain vocal tone that I really like. Yeah, um, Yummy Bingham kind of sounds oh, like okay, this. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, what's uh, uh Lil Mo? Mm -hmm. You know, like like the girls that kind of have that little like around yeah. the way girl squeakiness yeah, yeah, to their yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. I love it, and yeah. and so you know I love this. Like this is perfect for me. Yeah. But the only thing I would change on this is just uh, make her, just make the mixing better. Yeah, but, I agree but, with you. Yeah, but this is, this is my highlight of highlights. Love yeah, this. yeah, Love she's this. great. Yeah. Um, so now we get into uh, Hater Free. And uh, go ahead. <sighs> Melite, um, you know, this, this you, you talk about records that sound like 2005. Yeah. This shit fucking sounds like 2005. And, yeah. you know, and it's interesting. I remember seeing that the producer's name is Shay Taylor. Mm -hmm. And it made me laugh because I thought it was a Just Blaze beat because it sounds like yeah. somebody trying to do a Just Blaze beat. Like if yeah. I tried to make a beat that sounded like Just Blaze in 05, yeah. this is what the beat would be. It also reminds me of, for some reason, uh, NBA Streets. You remember like those little video games and you'd have like, like rap music in the background while you're selecting your player or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like this, this sounds like some shit you would hear in the background on like a game like NBA Streets or NBA 2K, um, and then Bleak just like does not deliver. That might be fair. You like this? Uh, I actually do like the beat. Mm. Um, it mm. sounds like a track mm. that Beanie Siegel would, would do really oh, well. Oh, Siegel on. would kill that. But um, I, I I like it because there there's enough in like the hook. And like the late, like when they start like layering um, the hook and stuff. Oh, I do like that that it builds. Yeah, like there's yeah, enough there wants. that I'm like, okay, this works as like a filler track, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that if we improve some of the other filler tracks on here, mm -hmm. then this would be perfectly fine. Gotcha. Um, but I but I I do like the beat here. Um, yeah. There's some changes that I would make for it. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it works for me. So it is it a highlight or it's just. It's it's better than the medley. It's not a highlight highlight, but like like I like this song. Okay. Yeah. Um. So now we get into uh, all right. Yeah. Um. This is cut for me for sure. Really. I'm not calling it a low light. It's a medley, but just because of Bleak. I okay. think this is where I get exhausted with Bleak, and this has the most groaner bars on the whole album. There are so many bars okay. on here that make me just like want to throw my CD out of the window. Interesting. Uh -oh. Okay. How about you? This is a highlight for you? Uh, I think this the song is fine. If there's an issue of us improving the the lyrics, yes, it's all cool. the lyrics. The beat the beat is but, great. But I think the beat and like even the hook. Yeah, the, the of, hook is good too. But like the song itself belongs on the album. Mm -hmm. So just if the bars need to improve, then improve the bars. If 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 they could improve the bars, I, I probably would would tweak the drums to be honest. But okay. but the but the, the beat is is cool. Like like you know, ninth ch chop the hell out that sample. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. The hook is uh, you know, back on the block again. Back yeah. with the rock. I like that. Yeah, I like that. But the verses 
So, okay. I actually wrote some of them. Down, oh, please, right? please. This yeah. is this is one of the ones. And, really, and you know this album way more because I yeah. just listened to this for the first time like a week or two ago. In fact, I remember telling my homeboy that this album was good back when it was out. Yeah. And we're riding in my car. I'm driving. And I remember this song came on. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yo, you kind of right. Like, this shit's kind of dope. And then right when he says that, Memphis Bleak says, to these streets I'm tied like my mama's tubes is. Uh, and then immediately turned back and he's like, man, never mind. This nigga's black. Like, <laughs> like, literally, it was like his just his whole shit changed. But yeah. all right, I wrote a few of them down. He says, some dudes say they dogs, but to me, they just shih tzus. I'm sort of a live band because my sound is acoustic. To the streets, I'm tied like my mama's tubes is. Bruh, no, no, and no. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Like, I hear and, you. I and hear so you. this is somebody I advocate for. And when they're coming with bars like this, yeah, I, you know, I can't advocate for you because you're not advocating for yourself. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But anyway, okay. Um, all about me. This song was meh to me, uh, but you. shout out to Coptic. Uh, met Coptic in Ghana. He's a Ghanaian producer okay. um, who was on uh, on Rockefeller for a little while or around them on, in Baseline. So uh, this beat I didn't love. It was fine. Mm -hmm. And Memphis Bleak was boring to me. That's fair. What do you think? Um, I, I do like the beat. I do like the song. There's a lot of changes that I would make for it. It's another missed opportunity. Yes. But uh, the I, I think the beat is, is, is good. And I probably agree with you about Bleak. Um, but again, I, I think that I think so when I'm listening to this project, I'm actually like I'm doing two things. Yes, I'm listening to it, but I'm also hearing like ways that I would improve it. Right. And I had this thing where it's like anyone, anyone who's ever made beats can probably attest to this as well. That like when you're making a beat, you're you're filling in the gaps with what's in your head, even right. though it's not right. there. So someone else is like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Right, and like, right. no, I'm filling in the gaps. So this is the same thing with with this entire project. Like things that I probably didn't like, I'm filling in the gaps with things that I would have liked. Okay. So that's probably some of my bias coming through. Yeah. But nevertheless, you can't do that if there aren't good things to work yeah, with. And this song has a lot of good things to work with. Yeah. So um, then we get into, is it, is it Straight Path? Yeah, Straight Path. Yeah, Straight Path. Highlight, low light? It's a highlight for me. This is a highlight for me as well. Um, mm. There's some changes that I would make, but the concept is really, really good concept. Yes. And I mean, you know, I have been somebody who's been critical of Bleak because I feel like he doesn't have enough content that tells me about who he is as a yeah. person. And I feel like this is like the, the most, you know, introspective, like, you know, record where we really get to understand like yeah. who Bleak is as a man and experiences that he's had. So, I mean, I think the beat is dope and I think he is dope on it. So I think that I, this is one of the areas where I, I think some of the bars need to get improved, but the okay. ideas on here are really cool. Like the, man, the he, I, his first verse is fire. On it is. It. It's it is. whatever with me. Like his flow is ill on that shit. There's also a part where he just like kind of pauses for like two bars. Um, and I'm like, all right, like this. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. like, but the ideas on here, right? The idea about like going clean, but then like catching straight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like you're going clean, but your enemy doesn't go clean. Right. Right. Or like, um, oh, he says like, uh, you can you can't walk the straight path unless like you come out of the womb walking the straight path. Like mm -hmm. these are all like really really good ideas. Completely agree. Um, that I think that you could have as good as the song is, you could have made it even better. Yeah. I think he would have. 
I would have recruited Jay-Z to help pen some of the lyrics mm. on this. Okay. Um, not have them spit, but just help pen some of the lyrics and help put some of it together. Yeah. Because I think that I think that you had the the chance to make a really really amazing song, and right. it's already it's already good. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's also a highlight for me. I have a different way to improve it, but I, I like I like what you're saying. I mean, you know, and Jay's a Jay's a great ghostwriter, so you know. So let me get into my my make it a classic, right? Unless you have anything before that, not before we do that. So I haven't necessarily figured out the right sequencing but nevertheless because there's so many new songs that i would put on here okay um i think that you know so one of the one of my criticisms was going to be like well why didn't you put a budget into bleak's album but then i go back and listen to, to made and i'm like oh no you definitely threw a budget at this you just did a lot of the wrong things okay right but like you know why why isn't there a kanye west beat on here there should yeah, be yeah. why doesn't why doesn't pharrell have a beat on here yeah right why does just blaze best beat go to jay-z can i can beat? i answer your questions for go you ahead. so it, i remember reading a lot of the press around this when it came out mm -hmm. um and a lot of what they talked about was that memphis bleak had essentially um bought a bunch of equipment and set up his own shop um, and that he recorded the majority of this album actually at Young Guru's house. Mm. So basically, he holed up in Guru's house. So instead of you, typically like the the album that you're talking about made mm -hmm. was made in Baseline Studios. Yeah. So he's around. He's got all these other artists around. These producers around. They're coming in and out. This album, most of it was made with just him and Young Guru sitting in a room. Mm. So most of the ideas are just coming directly out of his brain. Yeah. It's not like you know, like a like a made by committee gotcha. album, like a lot of the previous Rockefeller albums were. I got you. Well, look, then I put that on Bleak. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't put it on Jay. Yeah. Nevertheless, I feel like you know Kanye West during this time. You got college dropout. You've got B. You've got late registration. Whatever. Yeah. Like Kanye can give you a good beat. Yeah. Much better beat than that shit that he gave you on Made. <laughs> that um that that Michael Jackson riff or whatever. Oh yeah. Shit the Pyt bond, shit. Yo. That shit was trash. I forgot about that. Exactly. Like I just listened to that today. That's why I was like, oh my god, it's not. But like, give Kanye West needs to give you a good beat. Right. Right. Um, Pharrell needs to give you a good beat. Yeah. I want another good beat from Night. Because I like the two beats that he has on here. Yeah, and one great. of them is my favorite track on here. Yeah. Right? So what I'm doing is... If you want to do Dear Summer the way it is, mm -hmm. then I don't like that verse for this album. Not that I don't like the verse. I don't like that verse for this album. Okay. So give me another Dear Summer. Just give me 16 bars from 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 Jay Z, okay. whatever, right? And make it more straightforward without all these other references to things. Just make it straightforward. The concept of like, um, you know, uh, we're gonna miss each other this summer. But okay. now also have Bleak come in and do something about like, I'm taking over the summer. Some something along the lines of that, like, uh, you know, you you lose a friend, you gain a friend. Something along those lines, if you can. So here's my question, mm -hmm. right? If if that's if that's done. Do you think that it it lands in a way that that we enjoy, or does it show kind of the glaring disparity of skill between Jay Z and Memphis Bleak? That's a possibility, right? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of what why we don't like Dear Summer or we want it to not be here is because people said you got this guy who has Michael Jordan level talent, yeah, and and he's on he he starts off B J B J Armstrong's album and then he walks away and he leaves and you're yeah. like what the fuck now I got to watch B J Armstrong for yeah. 15 minutes you know what I mean yeah. like 
I, so does that does that still kind of do the same thing? So well, to be honest, I don't think I want this concept on the record. I okay. think I just want the beat on the record, and okay. I want I want Memphis Bleak to do something heartfelt. Like, does he have any kids or like talk, yeah, talk about talk, talk about a kid or talk about like your experience growing up or talk about your mother or talk about something <laughs> like it, it can still be light. It doesn't have to be too deep. It doesn't okay. have to be like dark and heavy. Okay, but just like. Something that goes with like the mood of the song and just put Bleak on there and make it make it a good song. So now okay. we could talk about Bleak having a, a platinum record or, or right. something like that. So no J on the record. I don't to be so be so to be honest. I think the only Rockefeller artist vocal wise that I would keep on here would be MOP. But I actually would not put him on that song. I put him on a different song. Okay. I, for me, my project, I'm taking like. You said that Bleak was a very musical person in terms of his musical interest, right? Ear. Yeah. Like like right? he he heard like UGK and said we should work with them. I want him whatever. to go out to those artists that are outside of Rockefeller uh -huh. and come on his come on his project. Okay. The production, we can keep it the same. Yeah. But I want the the like I don't want young guns on here. Mm -hmm. Um MOP, I don't mind just because out of respect for just how good their performance is, right? They can they can stay on my on my project here. Okay. Um, but like I don't necessarily need Jay-Z. I'm glad that Beanie Siegel isn't on here. Even though I think he'd be great on H Hater Free, I'm glad that there's no Beanie. I'm glad mm -hmm. that there's no Freeway. Okay. Right? Like, just give me more bleak and give me some of the things that he likes, some of the, the people outside of New York that he likes, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is, you know, let, let me, this is kind of all over the place, but, you know, we're, we're starting out with, you know, 534, which is fine, and Dear Summer. Okay. Right? So like that, the, I like this song. I think the thing that I would change, though, is that you need a hook that's more memorable. Okay. Um, like, Jay-Z has singles where, like, the hooks, like, there's something about, like, the hooks that just kind of come, like, common vernacular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give me a hook that just, like, kind of stands out just like a, like a, can become like a, a catchphrase. Yeah. That's going to make your single not blend in with the rest of them. Okay. Um, and I think that while this song holds up it still kind of blends in with the rest of the singles at the time so can i can i can i counter that counter it so i i, I first of all i agree with you yes um and i think that some of the other records that became bigger hits in yeah. this time frame it's because of exactly what you're talking about i think they had bigger more memorable hooks but i almost feel as though the reason why this song is not annoying and we can still listen to it is because it doesn't ha have such a big and memorable hook. maybe so records like bring them out became annoying because they were they were just so big yeah whereas like you know tell me if it's like that it's like it's fine you know yeah. and i think the i actually think the bit that's the um the bridge is actually better than the hook i think when swiss slows yes. down the beat it's that, all that's why that, yes. yeah that like that shit is is to me is better than tell me if it's like that but that's that's because the song has that and mm -hmm. because bleak does a good job in that i think if you make a like i don't need to bring them out hook i just need yeah. a hook that's like it's something less More generic compelling. than like that, yeah. and something that can just be like it doesn't have to be like the hottest single. Right. I just want a, a like a, an even better song. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Got it. Okay. So infatuated, we can keep, but instead of boxy, I want Lloyd. Okay. Um, just because I like Lloyd at that time. Yeah. I kind of every whenever I hear like Lloyd singles, I kind of like oh I miss Lloyd. Like I like <laughs> Lloyd. Like he was he was cool. So give me give me Lloyd on that. Um, right. I don't need the one featuring Rihanna. Um, okay. I don't need it on here at all, to okay. be honest. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying. It's just I don't I don't need that record on here. So we're gonna we're gonna scrap the one, even though I don't mind the song. Right. Whatever, we're we're gonna scrap it. Um, so first, last, and only, uh, MOP is not gonna be featured on here. This is a missed opportunity. This, this beat needs Scarface. 
I don't know how you missed that opportunity, but um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, look, getting Scarface on your record, like that's not like a, right. you know, that's yeah, a big not like you tap your homeboy. Yeah, exactly. But in. nevertheless, right. in, in my, me making this record great, um, mm-hmm. this record, especially like the first, last, and only is, is like a really good hook. Right. Um, and I mean, Scarface would absolutely just just murdered it yeah um and so and then you know if you get him on here maybe bleak steps this game up even more okay so that's what i'm doing so i'm getting i'm getting first last and only on here mm-hmm. so uh excuse me i'm getting scarface on first last and only yeah so get low i i like the you know like just like the the drum the, the beat break instrumentation on here i like it right but when you add the when you add like the horns and the way it goes it kind of sounds like a combination of like a just blaze and swiss beat swiss beats beat okay it's just kind of like we don't need it especially because we already have like that yeah. what i would have done but i do like those drums i would have mm. made this a far more hard foreboding track i think i would have like slowed slowed the beat down just a little bit and really like emphasize some of the drums and emphasize some of the spaces kind of like um when ghostface did the uh the the drummer or whatever okay. like that something kind of along along the lines of that and make it like like if, I, if there's like a video for it it's like one of those like like black and white videos and it's okay. just like just like a hard record make it like a more foreboding song i do like those drums though like i do like mm-hmm. the space but make them more emphatic and then Give me like, give me like, a, I don't need like the horns. Give me like more just like a, like a, almost like a, like an 808 bass line or something in there to just mm. kind of like give it this, like this depth to it. Um, I, don't hear, I don't hear that at all. That's, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But I, I, there's something about that beat that I like, but I, this would be a completely different song. This is, right. it's not get low. It's something else. I just like those drums for whatever reason. Okay. Um, Oh Baby is a song that I think that like Ghostface would have sounded good on it. But <laughs> again, like we're, I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to take it off just because I don't, I don't need it because there's other songs like Hater Free we, we can keep. Um, Smoke the Pain Away. This is great. The only thing I'm doing is I'm making it so that, uh, I'm making it so that we mix Denim's voice a little bit better. Okay. And then Hater Free, this is where I would put an MOP. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I like the song. Um, I like I'll Write. I'll, I agree with you. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you when you talk about the bars mm-hmm. um, so we can get better bars on here. All About Me, this beat is great. Um, this needs UGK on it. Okay. And I think that you might have been able to get UGK on it. I think there's a difference between, you know, in the 90s, getting on Jay-Z's big hit record mm-hmm. versus in 2005 when... Um, when um, Pimp C it's is like getting out of jail home, yeah. and he's, he's, he's trying to get on, on some records and then right. he's like, well, look, you know, we need a career here. Then mm-hmm. getting on Bleak, the guy who put Jay-Z onto, onto UGK, right, right? right? It was Bleak. Get him on this record. It doesn't have to be a hit. It just has to be like, it doesn't have to be like a smash hit. Right. You know what I mean? But it can still be like a really, really good song. I think the energy of Bun B and Pimp C would, would work really well on here and we know that Bleak is a fan of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me that. And then the, the last track, um, Straight Path, again, I just kind of want some like a better song structure, okay. if you will. But for the most part, I think the song is great. And then, yeah, like I said, you know, with the songs that were removed, give me a really good song by, um, give me a really good beat from Kanye West and a good like, a good song from from Bleak. If we don't do Pharrell, that's fine. But they give me like something maybe like from High Tech featuring Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg or, or something, mm. along, something along those lines, if you will. Um, so like I said, I don't necessarily have like a, like a, a very good sequence here. Um, but there, 
is like I I think that there's space for more substance from Bleak. Mm-hmm. So maybe like on the Kanye West record, we can get we can get substance from Bleak. Um, and if you know, maybe maybe we have a Pharrell beat, maybe we don't, maybe we don't need one. But if we give me if you give me another ninth wonder beat with some more substance as well, I think that that would also work really well. So maybe we don't need Pharrell. So maybe just give me a, a, a Kanye, give me um, maybe a high tech beat, and then give me another ninth wonder beat. Give me some substance on those. The high tech beat can be a little bit more fun, especially if there's Snoop on it. That's cool. Yeah. And I think that that I think that that's an album that, that that stands out a little bit more for Bleak. It's mm. it's more it's more of of Bleak instead of this. Uh, it's more Bleak instead of like more Rockefeller. You mm. know what I mean? It's um, funny that you say that. Um, I was actually reading uh, an article about this album, um, and the person. Um, the person had reviewed this album. It might even be the Pitchfork uh, review. Okay. The, the person that reviewed the, the album not so favorably. It was mm-hmm. like a four and a half out of out of ten stars, yeah. or something like that, right? Um, and what they said was, um, they used the game as an example, and they said for the game to be as such a mediocre rapper and create such a stellar album, the Memphis Bleak should have been able to do the same thing. And I feel like those changes that you're that you're talking about are actually the things that make the documentary great, right? Like having high tech on it, having yep. Nate Dog on it, having you know, like uh, I don't, who else did you say? Um, uh, I Kanye. said another, like Kanye, um, another yeah, night yeah, right. Like like those some of those changes are things that made the documentary a good album. So maybe you're right. So I'm so glad that you said that, and I'm also mad at myself. In my notes, mm-hmm. I literally said. If the game can make a great album with the documentary, there's no reason Blink can't do the same with this. That's I so literally funny. put that in my notes and I forgot I, to say it. I want to say it's Pitchfork, but yeah. one of the articles that I read said the same thing. They completely yeah. agreed with you. Yeah, like, because, yeah, I, I, I totally forgot to, to, to say this at, at, the, at the beginning and I haven't read that article, but I was just yeah. like, if the game can do this, like, why can't Blink do it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah. Uh, agree with some of those changes. I I don't. I definitely don't hear the get low joint. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, but yeah, I, I feel you. And I and I agree with what you're saying about game and um, and his album and those those similar changes. Yeah. I think the difference is that the game had a Fifty Cent behind him. Yeah. And a Dr. Dre behind him. Yeah. He had people that are great musical minds mm-hmm. that were making sure that they were making good choices. And mm-hmm. and you know. He he turned into his own good executive producer as well, right? Like like that's not to take anything away from the game at this point as an executive producer because he's demonstrated that he also can put the right people in the room and stuff like that in the future. Memphis Bleak has not. Before you get into yours, I want to also make a quick note about Made in okay. the sense that one of my making a classics for this is also making a classic for Made. That we don't need to go through that entire project, but. If you take the, if you make that album a better album, like let's assume that we can make Made a classic, which I think we could if we needed to, right? If you make Made a classic and then you make this a classic, that's a, that really changes, I think, the historical context of which we see uh, Bleak. Completely agree. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that, you know, yeah, I just think it's missed opportunities because there's some really, I can tell there's expensive production on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Bleak is, mm, I would even take it a step further and say, if we completely cut coming of age out mm-hmm. of his his catalog, yeah, it already changes his trajectory. Mm. Because that project is so bad that like he just gets off to like a really wieldy, unwieldy start. Mm. And then, you know, people are already kind of like, eh. yeah. and then Jay-Z keeps it. <laughs> so I re- I read an article that was an interview with Bleak. 
And he said the one worst thing that ever happened in his career was Jay-Z saying, um, and Bleak is in my will somewhere. And I was gonna and I was gonna mention that in the context of this album, and I did I didn't when I talked about kind of the context of like the where were you and all that. But if you remember this particular summer, dear this this drops with Dear Summer on it. Mm-hmm. Later this summer, Jay-Z drops his verse on Diamonds Are Forever, the yes. remix from Sierra Leone. Yeah. And that verse was incredible. And it was on the radio all the time. And on that, you know, he's basically saying that Bleak is a failure and that he's gonna basically support him, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what he's saying, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, yo, Bleak, he's he's always gonna be one hit away, but if not, I'll still pay for you because you're my man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, and so like once that verse came out, I feel like he kind of became like a laughing stock. Like, it yeah. was like, people didn't take Bleak seriously anymore. Mm. Um, and so I think the combination of having coming of age as his start out of the blocks and then decisions like the Dear Summer and stuff like that, where it's just like, just kind of shows the contrast between their skill set. Yeah. And then Jay-Z just keeping like mentioning him as like his heir apparent yeah. when he clearly was not, not yeah. that like made made things tough for him. Yeah. So, so let's say let's say you're making a classic. You probably have the right answers. Uh, I don't know if I have the right answers, but I do have some answers. Yeah. So here's mine, and it's a it's a again kind of a bit of a concept. Um, I I think actually, which surprises me, I think you have a little bit more faith in Bleak as a main character than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, after now hearing yeah. you know your 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 take on this. I felt as though, kind of similar to Freeway, yeah. I felt like there was a lot missing there. And mm-hmm. so um, I didn't know that I felt like there was enough there to make an interesting and compelling full album. Yeah. Um, and so what I did was, um, if you remember, in the same year, I think, it was either in 04 or 05. Might have even been in 04. Um, Little John was dominating. Yeah. And he wanted to introduce his camp. Yeah. He had two acts. Trillville and Little Scrappy. Yeah. And so he realized that neither of them were kind of compelling enough to come out with their own albums. So he put them together. Little John presents Trillville and Little Scrappy, mm. right? Or Little Scrappy and Trillville. Yeah. Well, my idea is um, I think that this album actually could have been something that set up a different perception of how we view Jay-Z as an executive. Yeah. So at this time, he puts out these two albums and they don't do well. Right. Yeah. And at the time, they both came from like a, a, a level of success. Um, Bleak had Round Here on his last album, made it did it did fine. Yeah. Um, Overnight Scenario and all those were doing their thing. So Twista was doing his thing, Kanye's doing his thing. Young Guns have two hits on their last project. Yeah. Like they're really popping. And then Jay-Z comes in the helm, and these are the first two albums that he puts out. They both flop. Yeah. Um, this and, and the Young Guns yeah. album. And then um, you know. Uh, LL Cool J's getting in in interviews and he's saying, yeah, um, I don't like the direction that Jay-Z's taking the, the label in. I'm trying to get off Def Jam. Mm. Um, uh, Method Man and Red Man are also saying that yeah. they, feel, they feel like they're not getting the attention and love that they need. And so now Jay-Z is being viewed as a failure mm. as a, an executive for rappers. Yeah. I think that if this came off different, we might view him differently. Okay. And so, but I, but I think, I think a few things. I went back and I listened to the Young Guns album as well because what I'm going to do is I'm my album is going to be kind of an amalgamation of the the bright spots of their two albums mm, and that's okay. going to create this. So so both of those albums as I said we bought them on the same day me and Cream and they both said the Carter administration on the spine of the CD. Yeah. And so what that was was supposed to be this rollout of Jay-Z as an executive. 
So I'm calling this album The Carter Administration Presents Memphis Bleak and the Young Gun. Okay. So um so with that in mind, right? Like I'm I'm, I'm trying to create this album that's going to launch this new way of Def Jam that's being led by mm-hmm. by Jay-Z. And this is his first project. So because of that, I'm actually keeping Dear Summer on the project. Okay. That makes um, sense. That makes a lot of sense. Right. So I start so I start the project actually with the first, the last, and the only. Mm. And just because I always wondered why the first, last, and only wasn't either the first or the last <laughs> song. <laughs> right. Like That's I was fair. like, this needs to either be the first song or the last song. So I, I have this this start as the first song. Now mm. I don't have my order all the way together. That's like funny. I didn't like, really have yeah. one either. So, I, so you know, bear with me. But no changes. I have first, last, and only exactly the same. Okay. Right. I love MOP. So yeah. you know, it is what it is. Next song, interlude and Dear Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those stay the same. No changes. Yeah, right. So I love this because if you remember, Jay comes on and he says, "Please show the same love to my friends." Right. Dear Summer. So now this is actually about his friends. Yeah. This is hey. The Young Guns and Memphis Bleak are my friends. Mm-hmm. Now here, listen okay. to them, right? So then next I have, and I, I just kind of broke it up by both albums. So then next I have uh, Like That, right? Um, this is a Memphis Bleak song, but I, he, he bores me after a little while. So here I've added um, Siegel and Petey Crack. Yeah, Petey Crack uh, is, is an individual I considered putting on this, but I was also kind of yeah. like, I kind of want to stay away from the rock. So that's why I did. Got yeah. you. But so, Petey Crack would have been good on, on some of these beats. So I'm I'm kind of taking the opposite approach in mm. that, like, if you remember this time frame, Dame and Jay are going yeah. like this. Um, and they're they're having all these disputes in, in the public. And so Rockefeller is very much, you know, kind of split. Right. And so what I'm saying is I'm trying to bring it, bring it back together with this album. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, all right. Next, uh, infatuated, um, and so again, I'm not I'm not changing order, but I agree with you that these two records should not be back to back. But um, for infatuated, I bring in the Young Guns and I add okay. them. So what that does is it makes me less bored with with um, Bleak. with Bleak, and it also is the introduction of bringing the two of them together. Yeah. Um, so they give their little because I think I think that this album does need girl records and party joints and you know all the different mm-hmm. things that you have here so with the two of them together i think it's okay to have both of those songs on the album okay. so um next is is the one uh with rihanna and again i add the young guns mm-hmm. um next is smoke the pain away yeah so, so such a great a great record the beat is perfect shorty i agree could be mixed better yeah. so we mix her better but uh here's what i have I have the first verse is Memphis Bleak. Mm. The second verse is Red and Meth splitting the verse. Interesting. So they kind of like go back and forth or maybe one does eight, one does eight, something like that. Okay. The last verse is actually Snoop Dogg. Interesting. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to have people that have the smoker, you know, the smoker reputation that are more, have more entertaining personalities than Bleak. Okay. Come on and like give their take of what Smoke the Pain Away is. I got you. He's so fun on this song though. He is. No, he's great. Yeah. I just, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I, I could, you know, kind of add a more star-studded cast there. Gotcha. Um, so uh, next is Straight Path. Mm-hmm. This, like I said, I think he's great on here. Yeah. I think the beat is great. Um, the only thing I did here is he, he has his same first two verses. And then the third verse is Scarface. Mm, okay, so you so, got Scarface on this yeah, project as well. Yeah, I feel like Scarface had to be on this project. And okay. I feel like Scarface would really like the subject matter really works in the canon of what Scarface is great at. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. 
So then, um, so then next we go to the the Young Guns record. So um, set it off is the first one. Yeah. You remember? It's time to set it off. It's time to set it off. It's time. It was. It was like the record that we played right after like that. <laughs> I, I, I forget it, it. It's a Swiss Beats record um, and it, it sounds like all these other Swiss okay. Beats records in the time frame. So here um, I, I have Young Gun split the verse, the first verse. The second verse, um, and, and actually the verse that I want is if you listen to Set It Off, the second verse, they go back and forth. Okay. I want that to be the first verse of this song. Okay. Um, and then the second verse is, uh, is Petey Crack. Third verse is Seagull. So um, with the Young Guns part, I want it to be very heavily Philly. So um, that makes sense. So the next song is called Tonight, um, and if you probably don't remember it, but I've but, not listened to this record. So. Okay, well, so this is another of, and Daz does this all the time, but another record that's produced by Daz where he uses the psycho like no, yeah. so he does that. So here I have. The Young Guns splitting the first verse and Daz and Corrupt splitting the second verse because mm. they don't he, he, they don't rap on the song. I don't know the song, but it already yeah. sounds great. <laughs> so that's that's their verse. And then the next the next song is called "Don't Stop." Um, Young Guns party, and this is where they take that ain't no party like a, a YG party because a YG party don't stop. Okay. You know that that kind of refrain that you hear mm -hmm. in a lot of records. Well, instead, I change it from a Young Guns party to a Illadelph party. And so, ain't no party like an Illadel party, and it's all of them. So, I want short verses by all of, or not all of them, but many of the state property people. So, it's Young Guns, Siegel, Free, and Petey Crack. Okay. Each of them have like a short, like little eight bar verse. Makes sense. All right. So, the next song I have on here, and this, this, this gives us what you're talking about with needing Kanye West on the album. Yeah. So, on th there is a Kanye West beat on the Young Guns. Is it album. any good? It's pretty good. Okay. It actually kind of reminds me of Selfish by um by the the uh, Slum Village. I'm calling. Okay. It has uh, John Legend yeah, singing the yeah, hook yeah. and everything. So the song is called Grown Man Part Two, and so basically um it starts with uh with a Kanye verse. Mm. Um, it's got a John Legend hook, and Kanye's doing his like whole having an affair, being an adult for once. Like he's talking to like a girl. He's doing his like silly Kanye yeah. thing, very similar to him on Selfish. Right. And then the young guns get on and they are talking about how they're having sex with grown women and their kids or whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. Um, so what I do is actually this song, I reverse it. So we keep Kanye's verse, uh -huh. we keep John Legend, but the young guns are not on this. It's uh -huh. actually Bleak and Siegel. That's cool. And and what they're saying in their verses is they're actually talking to the young guns and they're telling them about the lessons that they've learned as men and as rap recording artists. Okay. So like, you know, this is the type of shit you need to watch out for. Like, you know, this is how I got jerked in my contract. Like, these are the things that I learned in the street, et cetera. Mm, so okay. it's them being like, yo, I'm a grown man. Because the hook says, um, act grown for once, let's go or something. And so it's almost like John Legend appealing to somebody and telling them that they need to like grow up. Gotcha. So I feel like I want Bleak and Siegel as grown men makes sense. to go back to the young guys okay. and tell them how to grow up. All right. So, um, and then my next joint, this is there's a song called Beef. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at this. So the hook is, is if it's beef fried up, if it's beef fried up, and it's uh it's Swiss beats. Okay. If it's beef fried up, I, it's I feel whatever, like I whatever, can already it's whatever, picture whatever. what the beat's gonna but, sound yeah, like. Yeah, like it's it's that. a very like Swiss type joint. But it sounds like a beat exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a beat that he made for Cassidy. But at yeah. the time, I think him and Cassidy maybe were on the outs. Okay. So what I did is this song features Cassidy and Freeway. 
And so this is going to be like a marketing ploy to pull people in. Because if you remember, Cassidy and Freeway had this very famous freestyle battle. Oh, you, you talked about this in one of the episodes. Right. Yeah. And so like this was the beginnings of what we know as battle rap. Yeah. Um, so to get the two of them on a song together, they're both from Philly. Uh -huh. it's, it's a Swiss Beats joint, you know, and it's like it features the Young Guns. So I have verse two is Cassidy, verse three is Freeway. Gotcha. Okay. And they're definitely going to bring it because they want to compete with each other, right? Mm -hmm. They want to be seen as, as the better rapper. Cool. Two more records. So um, I have uh, the next song is called It's the Life. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fine. It's very autobiographical. Um, and it's the young guns like telling us their story. I'm mm. cool with it. I just think that it could be a little better. The beat gets very repetitive. Mm. So I have Bink coming in and, and touching up those um, those drums. Okay. And then last, the last song on here is uh, is called What We Gotta Do. Um, and this is an, again kind of a little autobiographical, but you know, lags a little. So what I have is I have it co-produced by Just Blaze. Just Blaze mm. comes in, he touches up the beat, and then I have featuring Scarface and Siegel. And it's More the Scarface. last one. Yeah, so Scarface got two appearances on this album. So that's mm -hmm. my my uh, make it a classic. I think obviously that doesn't necessarily bode well for Bleak, just because while he's mm. on it, it's it, it's going to feel more like a like an all star compilation album. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be good for Rockefeller and for and for the artist. But I think that it's, um, I did it really, for us. I didn't do it for them. I know. Well, I think it's a, it could be. I would consider that a classic album. I got you. So in the same vein of, of let's say like a like a sound bombing, sound bombing too. Right. That's a classic okay. album to me. Yeah. You, you have to execute it exactly right because if mm -hmm. you don't, what you end up getting is like a collection of like all right, some memorable songs and then right. some very forgettable ones. And right. at the end of it's like oh yeah. I remember this album because I had this, but it's not like a, yeah. a classic record. Yeah. Um. So you obviously, you obviously have to get it right. Okay. So yeah. You, this is a 15 song album. Um. It's got some J on it. It's got very intentional choices of autobiographical records from both both yeah. the Young Guns and Memphis Bleak. It introduces us to the people that are around them. Um. So I think that's kind of more so what I was looking for. I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna offer an actual counter to that okay. in the sense that I think that when you do projects like that. Especially when you have an artist who's making multiple appearances, like a lot of, of appearances, right? Mm -hmm. I think that you end up getting, you, you run the risk of getting like mixed messages. Mm -hmm. So you get you get the Young Guns messages and then you get Bleak's messages. And then it can, you run the risk of everything just being like jumbled and competing. That's fair. Um, and sounding potentially haphazard if you if you do that. I think that one of the reasons why, why sound bombing works is because like it's, you know, I think with like with the exception of most deaf, I think he's the only one who appears on the record more than once. Okay, maybe. Um, and everything kind of has like the same like light mood. So with a project like what you're talking about, there's some potentially serious subjects, but then that's competing with. I don't know. It so, can be very very difficult to execute. I think yeah. one one group is coming off of a gold, maybe even platinum album. Yeah. The other one is coming off a gold album. So I mean. My goal in this case is not to introduce you to Memphis Bleak. He has three yeah. albums already. Yeah. My goal is not to introduce you to the Young Guns. They yeah. had the biggest record in the country on their last album. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to sustain the run. Yeah. And my goal is to introduce Jay-Z as an executive and give him success. That makes sense. So I think I think that's what I'm trying to accomplish yeah. more so than trying to tell you or teach you about the artist. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think that uh, I'm just more so talking about the risk of potentially you, you don't want it to be over overly thematic in some areas and under underly thematic or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. you just run that risk but it, it's i think what you're talking about makes sense yeah um, i mean and you give us something good for the streets because yeah. like 
Dipset put out, um, you know, their project, mm-hmm. what, what, in 03? Um, and that was two discs. And oh, it yeah. was it was all of those things. There were yeah. records that were on there that were about their life. There were records that were just flashy shit. There yeah. was, they were all over. And it was very successful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so we went in a lot of different directions in this episode. <laughs> but generally speaking... Uh, it's good to cover an artist like Beak Bleak, I think, yeah. more more extensively. Yeah, and like seriously, right? Yeah. Like, because I think, like I said, now it's almost like this joke or like a footnote, and there there's some good stuff here. Uh, well, I think so. The reason why I'm optimistic about him potentially being a solo performer is because mm-hmm. I heard songs on here that indicated to that to me, whereas in previous projects they did not. Okay. So, for example, songs like Straight Path, songs like. Um, even like all right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, it, it, lyrically fine, I, yeah. I get you. But like the song wise, and the and the hook makes sense to me. Even on a song yeah. like All About Me, yeah, right. Like it's a song that I would definitely improve. Yeah. Um. But and obviously like smoke the pain away. Like mm-hmm. I, I I don't disagree with your changes to that. But like Bleak is is just great on that yeah, entire project. Like and so I'm like wow I didn't know Bleak was capable of this. Yeah. And so because of that I'm like all right well if you're capable of it let's let's nah. let's really commit to it and let's do it. I and that's my I'm approaching I'm approaching my four three uh five five three four and make it a classic. Although I probably would change the name from five three four to just Bleak. Yeah. Um because if it's five three four that focuses on on Brooklyn and the Marcy yeah. project. Yeah. Whereas I actually kind of want to escape that and yeah. get other artists. Um but. Nevertheless, like I was kind of approaching it from that angle. It's like, hey, let's try to let's try to give it the best bleak we can. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree it. with you. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. I've never listened to a full project and gone, man. Like Bleak really gave me like a well-rounded picture yeah. that shows me that he can do it. Yeah. But I'm not saying he can't. And it'd be yeah. great if he did. Um, I think the song that that stands out to me the most, and it's actually my favorite Memphis Bleak song. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's called uh, "I Get High." Okay. Um, I get high. Rolling down the I nine five, ma. Don't ask why. I love getting high while I drive. I can't lie. You ever heard this one? Is that on Understanding? It might be on Understanding. Uh, yo, like when I heard that song, I said, okay, this guy, like he, there's something to him, like mm-hmm. and he really, like he's got it. But I've heard very few songs that are on that level. Smoke the pain away is actually one yeah. of them, and it's interesting because he. When he does get these songs where he's just talking about, yo, I'm just getting high and I'm telling you about my thoughts, mm-hmm. that's where we get the strongest bleed. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I think that um, there's a chance for Bleak to kind of tap into like a little Devin the Dude here. Mm. Whereas like Devin the Dude doesn't always like do things like anything big. He's just like a simple man and here's my life. Yeah. There's something to happen. Yeah. Bleak could probably tap into that a little bit more than he does. Mm, you maybe. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, like like you said, like getting high on, on 95 is a simple man, simple story. I'm getting high yeah. on 95, right? Right. Like you could, you there's probably like more day-to-day things that you've seen that you could tap into that you could just put on an album that we might we might like. Right. You right. don't need to be Jay-Z. Right. You know, and I think that's one of the things that, that, that Bleak suffers from is I because agree. he has such, he has like this very, very outgoing, um, energetic flow, very, very in your face, right? Okay. But he's not Jay Z. Like he's not he's not a boss, right. and he doesn't need to be a boss. Right, you could just right. be like you could be like you don't need to to be a manager. You could just be the king of your of your own little world. Mm-hmm. Just give us that. That's all yeah. we need. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and to you know to his credit, like I think he he kind of tried to do that here with yeah. like get low, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the dude living proof that's on there. Yeah. So he he was trying to launch his own thing called Get Low Records. Yeah. And Live in Proof was supposed to be his first act on mm. there. 
I don't think it succeeded. Like, but no. I think he was kind of trying to do what you're saying, which is like kind of create his own world. In the yeah. same way, Method Man has Street Life, and yeah. and uh, you know, uh, uh, Ghost has uh, Theodore Unit. Yeah. Like, I think that's what he was trying to do. Okay. Well, I think that should wrap it up for uh, this project. Yeah, so. yeah. So, yo, let us know what you think of the mm -hmm. video format and if we should continue to try to uh, to, to make it happen. Uh, feel free to hit us in the comments and let us know uh, other records that you want us to review and all the et cetera. Yeah, and like uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. I Please. think that's that's what they say in these podcasts, right? Yeah, give us Give us a it. comment. Give us a rating. All that, um, all that, yeah. And so um, you'll be able to subscribe on YouTube. Um, you'll be able to subscribe on um, on Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Definitely subscribe so that you can get notifications when our when our latest stuff comes up and when we go live. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.